Test, test, one, two, three. Test, test, one, two, three. Hey guys, welcome to Brain Food. This is, oh, sorry. This is episode 24. Um, today I have a lot to talk about. I don't know, I feel like I say that every episode, but I feel like today, like, I'm gonna tap more into, because when this, when this podcast first started, I was super in my healing stage, so I was super optimistic and, like, enthusiastic about everything I was doing and, you know, giving a lot of motivational speaking kind of podcast episodes, and those are great, and I think in theory, like, I thought that was what I was going to be doing, but at some point, like, like I said last episode, sometimes, it's not even I get down in the dumps, it's more of, like, I have this logic, I have, like, logical thinking couple of months in my life and it kind of, it's kind of honestly just stayed like of course I'm still like I'm gonna keep pushing myself keep moving forward but sometimes I don't think that and I think that's realistic to think about because <clears throat> honestly I don't think I'd be where I am right now without feeling points of failure or questioning my my progress or feeling like I'm regressing in some way but I always come out the other side knowing that I wasn't regressing or even if I did a little bit I came out a little bit stronger on the other side which is a good like a good method to have um but I don't really talk about you know how I'm feeling at the time when I do when I am questioning myself or feeling like I'm regressing uh excuse me feeling like I'm regressing and I think, <clears throat> honestly, I, and I was talking to my art teacher about this today because I, I just finished my last couple of pieces. I have nine pieces and I need 12 by the beginning of May. And all my pieces have been from the beginning super in a void and like, and then they started going one by one into, it's like chronological order of like, I have 12 pieces and all the pieces were each month of the year that I've been sober. So the first piece started out in March when I just started a new slate. Like in the piece, I didn't have a face. I was free falling, didn't really have a place and really knowing where my destination was going to be. And then the second one was having a place, but still being lost. Like I, the whole body is blacked out and there's no there's no actual physical features of myself or physical features of a person it's just a black figure of nothingness basically because that's how I felt at the time that was in April I felt like I was constantly fucking up and constantly either relapsing or just a, like a mishmash of emotions constantly like I would be like one day I would wake up and I would <clears throat> I would wake up and I would be like I'm gonna be sober today I'm gonna try my hardest to not fall into the trap of addiction again whatever I told myself and then the other day I would just be like I just I deserve it I would quote-unquote give myself a break by using which that represented that like I had no path whatsoever my third piece was just like complete space and just that was May of like 
being a couple weeks sober and then just giving up and then really giving up and just going back into old habits and then being sober and May at the end of May is really when I got completely like literally forced myself into a room and just felt the horrible feelings of withdrawals and just got through those three four days and just I've been sober ever since um that was May that's the third piece the fourth piece is is like at the end of the May beginning of June is when I was making the decision like it gave me two choices like one choice I'm gonna give in to the quote-unquote evil of addiction and bad decision making or I'm gonna make a path that I don't know what it leads to but I know that it has good opportunities and bad opportunities I just don't know what the path is so I took the path of not knowing and it opened up a new like a whole new world basically and the fifth piece is basically like just very Salvador Dali like where it's just like open plane of nothingness and just like you could see like the faint um landscape in the background of just black mountain and just completely white almost a blue sky with like a desert desert-esque almost looking ground and it's just a clean slate and it's someone standing on this path <clears throat> in the fourth piece the path was a yellow path going a straight line going forward and then in the fifth piece like I just said it's like it's like a cliff and then another path opening up so I, I have this theme of like paths that I'm going down and in the sixth piece it's another path and it's going in, in the sorry I forgot to say in the fifth piece at the end of the path that opened up again there was this red house and that that was supposed to represent like the new foundation in my life that I was starting to build because I never had a, a stable foundation and now I can actually build a foundation onto my life um in the sixth piece it it's the house it's the red house and it, the path is ending and it goes straight into the house so I'm thinking all the answers are going to be in this house I'm going to walk into this house and the answers could be right in front of me and I'm just going to go for it and it's supposed to represent like relapse like the feeling of wanting to relapse and the feeling of of resentment and feeling of disgust and just an ugly feeling and honestly like this path would just lead there's this like like, like I said like I have this, this theme of paths and the the path would just keep going and going and going and I just at the time like that's what was happening in my life like new opportunities kept opening up for me so if I was given the opportunity to go on a path that could that that I thought I could outrun my past self and I could outrun this this person that I resented like I was going to take it I was going to take it and run away from my problems more or less um so I did that's what that's honestly what I did up until honestly like three or four months ago like three months ago and I I felt like I've just been outrunning these these really really broad feelings that I just pushed down and thought was you know something that you know we all go through and like that the reason why I talked about my art is that I'd like to think that my art is unique and conceptual and has a lot of symbolic things to it but the actual emotional psychology behind it I have this habit of thinking that my pain is like this horrible it's like terribly 
unique in a way. Like, I like the fact in my head that it's my pain and no one else's and no one else can relate to this. And honestly, this whole episode is called Terribly Unique. I've been watching a lot of Martin Scorsese films and just films about intense loneliness. And I've found myself being empathetic and connecting with the characters that are feeling this way because as much as I've worked on myself and as much that I'm progressing in my own personal body and soul and just everything it's come with some of the most solitude I've ever experienced in my life I'm alone constantly unless I'm with my sister it's either I'm working which kind of makes me feel isolated in a way I don't speak the same language which is great in a lot of ways but in a lot of ways I feel excluded which not their fault but it's just how I feel um in school I feel like as much as people are accepting and respecting me now I still feel one step either above everyone or one step behind everyone when it comes to the social hierarchy of high school and I know I'm going to you know grow out of that when I go to college But at the same time, it doesn't feel very good right now. And I get into this ideology that, and I was, like I said, I was watching Martin Scorsese films, like his interviews on Taxi Driver or any of the films that he's made about loneliness and solitude, he said that every, every single person that feels like the world is out to get them feels that their pain is unique in a way so it comes from a um, a root of your own ego and the way that you see the world like you you would rather think that the world is out to get you and that everyone else is the problem when in fact you are the problem and when he said that I was like oh I feel like I'm, I'm I'm very half and half on that statement. I think it's very true, but not for myself. I think I've seen the world my entire life as higher than me. Either higher than me or out to get me. And both of those things are unhealthy to see it, the world as. Because as much evil as there is in the world, there is a lot of good people. And I think it's a lot easier to feel sad than it is to be happy. I feel like you have to go out of your way to be happier and be positive, but it always feels better than being upset or mad or angry or whatever it is. That's that's a bad feeling. Um, but I don't particularly think that being upset or feeling lonely is a bad feeling. I feel like we all universally go through that. And I feel like my problem for a while was thinking that all of my pain is unique. And I use the word unique because if I, if I said that it, it was all, I felt alone, then that would be more of like, oh, I feel alone. Like I have nobody else to, to go to because nobody understands. And I use the word unique because I like the fact that I liked and honestly, if I'm being honest, I still like the fact that I, that I feel that, that I felt like that because I didn't want anybody to help me because I was 
so out there and it was so uh, obscure this feeling that I was feeling and I knew that nobody could help me or at least I thought that nobody could help me because I didn't want the help I was too arrogant and ignorant to accept the help and I wanted to help myself instead of letting someone else help me um it wasn't until this year that I had that I um had seen that asking for help isn't such an awful thing and like if you're not constantly asking for help for every single thing that you're doing asking for help is never a bad thing to do I like I said like having feeling like I was so unique and obscure and that the world didn't understand me and that they were just out to get me was was just asking for isolation and in a lot of ways I think that I am that I feel isolated because it's all self-inflicted in a lot of ways. I I make it pretty clear on this podcast that I like to be alone, but then I get offended when I don't get invited to things. But I've done that to myself in a lot of ways. I know for a fact, I know myself as a person that I won't have fun at a party. And I won't have fun hanging out with more than one person. And when people invite me to things, it's like this rush of like, oh my God, they, they, they think I'm interesting and they, they want to hang out with me. And of, of course I'm like, yes, but deep down, I know I'm not going to have fun and I don't want to, cause I'm just going to spend the whole time while I'm hanging out with them thinking like, I have a million things to do. This is where I'm wasting my time. And in a lot of ways I am, it'd be completely different if I had social anxiety, which I don't think I do as severely anymore as I as I did when I was a kid. I, I'm 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 a very open and real person. I would just rather spend my time working or working on something that I think is productive in my own life. And I know that's blunt and cold, but I said it last episode, I'd rather focus on myself and my projects instead of being a social butterfly. It's just not who I am. And I feel like that wraps right back to the terribly unique ideology because in a lot of ways it sounds like fucking narcissistic to say this these kinds of things, but this is how I feel about life itself in this moment. This is how I feel. And I and, and my next three pieces, because my, my eighth, my no, my ninth piece is the one I just finished. And the path eventually ends... And I'm able to be in the same vicinity of my past self and not resent it. And my ninth piece was basically was supposed to represent my best friend who helped me free myself from this cage that I would put myself in and this these walls that I would blockaded myself into. She freed me in a way. And then like the seventh piece had a cocoon. The cocoon eventually turns into a butterfly and then the butterfly is freed. That butterfly is supposed to represent my growth and it was a seed that grew into something beautiful and I was able to let it go and start something new. Um, But these nine pieces are up until right now. now. So now what? I'm supposed to make these last three pieces into what my life is right now and what I feel right now is not loneliness is the wrong word I am in solitude I am in okay I'm trying to find the right words because I'm not 
I'm not a lonely person. I'm not a loner, but I am someone who likes to be alone. But I don't feel the feeling of loneliness. I feel the feeling of exclusion. And I feel like the world is... I am rapidly changing as the world has stayed the exact same and has gotten more ugly and worse. And I said that in my last episode. I I don't view the world. <clears throat> and that was the whole thing with the butterfly also. If I make my growth into happy butterfly and fairies and whatever like that's just not real life growth comes with a lot of solitude and it comes with a lot of pain but that eventually turns into something beautiful but to paint this picture that when you choose yourself to grow and reevaluate your life it's not all happiness and butterflies it comes with a lot of pain and I feel like I've I've represented that in a lot of my pieces, but not to the full extent. My, my work is very abstract in the way where I show a lot of objects and landscapes. I don't show a lot of portraits, and that's something I want to start doing. I feel like for my next piece, my 10th piece, I want to be walking in the city or in a city because that's where I, I, I see myself. And, you know, I am, I have physical features now. I I am, it's going to be a self-portrait and I'm going to be walking down this road with the, you know, it's a city. So it's a, you know, sidewalk full of people and all the people around me are, don't really have any physical features. They're kind of blurred out and gray while I have every physical feature and there's going to be a train behind me like an elevated train like an L train and it's going to be moving forward and that's how I see my life I I see myself going at a steady pace at a fast pace growing you know not exponentially but like in a linear pace slowly going up and you know still at a fast pace I'm growing very fast but it's linear so I'm I'm stable while everyone around me is just not ugly, but everyone around me is very lost and doesn't have the same maturity and identity that I do at such a young age. And I don't want to like suck my own dick, but I'd, I'd like to think that like I've matured a lot faster than probably all the kids I go to school with. I'm just, I have this output on life that's not all positive, but mostly positive and very logical. And I feel like when I'm in a room of people my own age, I feel like a complete outcast. And I, I have felt that way in my entire life. Doesn't matter where I am. Does it not even here? You put me in a room from you know, you put me in a room with a bunch of kids from like Ohio or something like that, I will feel the same way. It's just a maturity level that I'm just not on the same page of. And I'm, I, I don't see myself as higher. I just see myself more progressed than a lot of kids that are my age. And that's why I'm so excited for college because I'm going to be going to college with the kids my age, but I'm also going to be in a city full of so many different people. I'm going to have more of a selection of people that I actually want and I'm interested in you know, knowing. There's going to be so many people that are so different and 
it's just, I think it's going to be really good for me. And with school, I'm going to be surrounded by people that are just like me and love the same things that I do. I'm not in a school full of people with all these different wants and needs and preferences. It's all going to be the, the same general idea of arts and that's what my life is. I see my life in art form and I feel like I need to be people around people who see the, see the world as I see it and that's why I think this piece is going to be more of where I am right now. I see myself in a city but who I'm surrounded by is people that don't see the world as that. They don't see the world even not even a little bit as the same as I see it. I'm surrounded by people that I go to school with, people that live on Long Island that I just don't see the world as I see it. And I think as the pieces progress, I'm going to be surrounded by people who do see the world as I see it. And they're slowly going to be people, these blurred out faces are going to have faces soon because as selfish and narcissistic as this sounds, I don't even associate my life with the people that are around me at school. I don't care. I could care less about what, not, okay, in a, in a way, in a way. The people that I go to school with, they are very immature people. And they are very, they don't respect people. They are immature. And that doesn't go for everyone there, but it goes for a lot of them. There are a select few people that I do respect. I respect everyone. The people that I don't respect as much are people who are disrespectful and very immature. I just have no tolerance for people like that. I, I, I see myself in them and like I see my past self in them and it literally, I think that's why I have such a problem with it because I was so disrespectful to not only my parents, but I started being disrespectful to other people before I went through this whole ordeal of growing. I was such a disrespectful kid. I, I started to become a disrespectful person. So when I see people act like that, it makes me like, it just gives me an ick and it makes me cringe. And I, I, there's two people that I don't like in this world and it's people who are immature and it's people who are lazy. It literally, I think respect and immaturity go together, like disrespectful and immaturity go together. So like people like that, I don't even want to talk about it. It just makes me like, it gives me an ick. That's the only way I can explain it. Um, but this piece is where I am right now and where I am right now, I am in a sea full of fish and I just feel like an outcast again, always. And maybe I've done that to myself. Maybe that's me in my own head. Maybe that isn't even the truth, but it's just how I feel. And I think the reason why I feel that way is I think it's a lot of things, but I think I see myself as someone who is just different than most people. And I don't know why. I don't know if that comes from my own ego. I don't know if that comes from my childhood. But I just see myself very differently than most people. And I don't know. I feel like sometimes I, I get in a fantasy world and I... I don't know. It's hard to explain in a way without sounding like a complete asshole but it doesn't come from you know it doesn't come from that it doesn't come from it does not me ma having malintended it comes from me 
just feeling outcasted. I don't see myself higher or lower than everyone. I just see myself as different. And and when you have a personality as someone who doesn't need to be around people all the time, it makes it worse and it makes it the feeling more intense. Not even worse, it just makes the feeling of being an outcast more intense because you don't even like to be around people to begin with. And then when you finally do try to put yourself out there, you are either immediately rejected or people don't see the world as you see it. So, I don't know. I want to help everyone and I, I love helping people. That is the only thing that I never have a problem with. If someone has a problem and they need advice or they, they just need a shoulder to cry on, that's something that I will never fail to do, no matter who you are. Even if you're a complete asshole to me, I never have a problem doing that. Um, let's see how much time we're at. 10.35. We're at 24. Um, it's just nothing I'll ever have a problem doing. Um, I don't want people to listen to this and think that I think you're immature or disrespectful, but that's just the way that I see it. Um, but don't think that because I think those things about you that I'll never help you or I'll never give you a helping hand or a shoulder to cry on. That's just not who I am. I would never think that way. It's just the character that gives me an ick. People are still people and they need help and assistance and just because of something that has to do with your personality doesn't mean that you can't feel pain and that you don't deserve happiness because everyone deserves happiness on some level even the people who are the worst they deserve to be happy um but yeah back to like this terribly unique situation I was watching and guys, if you've watched Taxi Driver and I start to explain this, you guys would be like, oh, cat's crazy. Just ignore it. Um, so a Martin Scorsese film is like one of his most famous films is Taxi Driver. And it's about this guy, uh, Travis, who is a Vietnam veteran and he moves to New York City and he says how he can't sleep, probably from PTSD or from war and he says he can't sleep so he takes the night shifts taxi you know driving a taxi in New York City in places like Harlem or Brooklyn which it takes place in the 70s so at the time those were some really not so nice places um and even picking up people in a taxi and being around people all the time he still feels like an outcast every time he tries to interact with someone he's shot down or seen as and this is my favorite line, as a walking contradiction. And he slowly, 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 in solitude, he is basically going crazy because of this intense feeling of loneliness and he just doesn't know what to do with it. And he just has no social cues because he is just so isolated from everything that he starts to see the world as evil and disgusting and trashy and he wants to get rid of it and you know when it comes to like the violence in the movie I don't feel that way but I can connect to his character in a sense because of the way that he feels I think because I feel this way I feel this way because of the way that people have treated me and the way and the words that people have used towards me and I've talked to my mom about this and I think she she knew why I feel this felt this way or and feel this way but she wanted me to figure it out for myself I think at a young age 
kids don't know what to when they see something that they don't recognize and they see they have a feeling or hear something that they don't recognize their first reaction is to reject it because they don't know what else to do with it they don't know how to react to it so rejecting it is the easiest thing that they can do and I feel like that's what they did to me and so having this sense and this feeling of constant rejection made me think that I'm not the problem it's everyone else who's the problem and that you know had me spiraling at some point uh, to my own downfall and that's you know when I started treating myself a little bit a bit better and it was like no I'm you know it's not everyone else who's the problem maybe I'm the problem and then I reevaluated that and I still find myself thinking everyone out everyone is out to get me and everyone is constantly thinking about me and thinking that I look weird or whatever whatever it is that I think people think about me and I honestly I had never taken a step back and thought like do I think about people like that because I've never taken a second glance at anyone and been like wow they're really ugly or they're really loud or I don't care I not that I don't care about other people but I I just like don't really care what they're doing unless like they're affecting someone in a negative way like I I honestly couldn't care less what their hair looks like or what their eyes are shaped like or what whatever it is like I remember like doing my makeup different one day and just like thinking people are gonna make fun of me but like it was like any other day like they didn't they could not care less and I think on some level I wanted people to notice because I felt so alone at that time and I wanted people to be like wow you're that looks that makeup looks so fucking weird and I think I was craving like negative comments because it was something because I'd felt so isolated and I still feel that way sometimes but I feel isolated in a way where like not that now that I'm normal but like now I look healthy and I look socially acceptable which is weird to think about and to say and like but I think that I do look socially acceptable now in a way that I've like now that I'm cat I'm not it doesn't matter like what I wear anymore like I I have a pretty basic style and it's I I don't know I just look socially acceptable and quote-unquote and I feel like people treat me better now because of that and I try not to think about it too much because like probably they treat me that way because I look like what they want me to look like but when I was changing up my style like I wasn't doing that to appease them I was doing it to, to please myself like I like the way that I look now and I guess it's it's a good thing that people like it too now but I just feel like the way that I was treated when I was you know dyeing my hair different colors and like shaving my eyebrows off and like doing crazy makeup I feel like on some level I wanted people to make fun of me because I needed that attention even if it was bad and I feel like now like I have this problem of like self-sabotaging like I feel like right now I'm looking for a problem and like looking for a reason for like people like oh well people only like me now because I'm normal (laughs) like 
why I don't know why I'm thinking that like people like me now because I care about people and I'm a good person and that I'm just cat now and I I don't I don't know why I started going on that tangent honestly like I hate when I do that <laughs> like I'm literally self-sabotaging like oh well they only like me now because I'm normal and I lost a bunch of weight no people like me now because I'm unapolog- unapologetically myself and I'm confident and I'm not loud and annoying anymore like not that being loud and annoying is a bad thing I'm just a respectful person now and I'm I'm very stable now and people like that and for a good reason um I just don't like when I start to like toot my own horn and I sound selfish but like there's nothing really selfish about that statement like I should be proud that I've helped myself and like I feel like terribly unique is like probably one of the best um probably one of the best titles that I've had because everything that I've said this entire episode could tie right back to that statement that I like or liked that I was so terribly unique and that I was so unique and obscure like like I just said like two minutes ago like when I was shaving my eyebrows and dyeing my hair different colors like in that in my head like I was so different than everyone else and like if you don't like it I don't care but I did care I did care what people think. I, it was probably the reason why I was doing it in the first place because I cared so much about what people thought about me and getting a reaction for the first time that was so blown out of proportion and like so horrible what people are saying to me. I had never felt that intense of an emotion before of like hurt and anger. I'd never felt that. I'd never felt at the time an emotion of happiness to that extent and to that intense feeling and it was bad so it was just even more intense so I was like I've never felt this before and it was like it was like a shot of adrenaline more or less and like I loved it looking back at it now like that was probably some of the most unhealthy decisions and choices that I've ever made in my entire life you know changing my appearance that much like I hated the way that I looked I hated what I was doing to myself I hated that I looked that way and nothing against people who dye their hair and cut but I looked fucking awful and sick and I hated the way that I looked I I would cry all the time because I shaved my head like I didn't want to fucking do that I wanted to do that to get a reaction out of people and it was just like yes it's something I look back on now like yeah I fucking did that but at the same time for what reasons was I doing that I embarrassed my family I embarrassed everyone around me the way that I was acting at the time and it was just like I've come to peace with it now and I can you know if if I could be in the same room as as 15 year old cat like I'd probably be friends with her and talk to her but it's just something I need to move past and if it you know resurfaces again like I'll be okay and I'll be oh like fine and but at the same time it's not something I need to focus on um yeah what else do I want to talk about I didn't ask any questions this week because I felt like I had a lot to talk about but honestly I don't really think I did like we're at 35 minutes so we'll go for like another two or three um but yeah I feel like this episode is just basically about if you view everyone in the world as someone who's trying to hurt you or just the people who've hurt you in general or 
they're, that they're bad people and that everything in the world is bad. I'm not going to lie. Our world is pretty fucked up and disgusting. But at the same time, you're asking for isolation. If you're going to view the world as disgusting and awful. I see the world that way in a sense, but I also know that there's good in the world. So I'm just going to search extra hard for that, for the good. Um, you're only as healthy and happy as you feel. If you tell yourself that the world is disgusting and scummy and, you know, it's everyone else who's the problem, you're going to view everything in the world and every single interaction you have in the world is unimportant and unsubstantial in that you're the only important thing going in this world and that you are, you know, better than sliced bread and that you are the best thing that's ever been put on this earth you're going to become an egomaniac and just become a super selfish and lonely person. And I'm not going to lie, I feel that way sometimes. And that's not a unique thing to feel. That's the whole point of this episode. Everyone goes through through this. And that's not to you know, make you feel like your problem is not as important, but it is something that a lot of people go through, if not everyone. So if you have this idea that your pain is, you know, unique and, and it's horrible and uh, that only you are going through this, then you are never going to reach out for help because you think that everyone is, you know, stupid and, you know, disrespectful and that, you know, they're too stupid to understand what I'm going through. So you are going to become very narcissistic and very, you know, like I said, like, like an egomaniac basically. And you're never going to be able to have the capacity to really, and this is like just metaphorically speaking, but you're never going to be able to have the capacity to care for another person because you don't even care about yourself enough to help yourself with a problem that you think is only yours. I'm coming to terms with the fact that I can give little pieces of myself to other people and not give my whole self away or feel like I did. I feel like one thing that you could take from this video is that if you feel alone and you feel like nobody can help you, go back and listen to this episode because... I am very real about my deep and dark thoughts and I'm okay with being open about it because we all have them. We all have fucked up thoughts that we we'd never want to say to everyone. So if you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. And maybe that will give you the confidence to get help or tell someone how you're feeling because at the end of the day, and this is blunt, everyone is going through what you're going through. It's part of the human brain and the psychology behind it. Uh, Most of us, if not, like I said, everyone has similar thoughts when it comes to, you know, invasive thoughts and dark thoughts. We all have very similar brains as people. That's honestly, like, all I can really say about it. Like, just not to think that what you're going through is is yours and that it's special to you somehow and if you give it to anyone else and you're going to you know mess up your own idea that you have of yourself in a way 
Because, like, if you give it up, then it's not yours anymore. And you've told someone else. And it's just an awful cycle of ego and the way that you, you view yourself. I don't know. I feel like, on one hand, I see the world as a pretty bad place because of what we've made it. And on the other hand, I know that there's good in it. So I, I've come to a balance and a medium of I'm going to search for the good and, you know, not ignore the bad, but not really associate with the bad. If I, if I had a choice, if, if I have a choice to not associate with people that I know are going to hurt me, I'm not going to do it. Like I said, like you feel as healthy as you feel. Okay. It is currently 11 o'clock at night. Um, I feel like today was a good vent and a good realistic logical podcast episode I feel like next episode I'm going to make it more positive maybe I'll do a Q&A session I'll put some questionnaires up but I appreciate everyone who listens like I say every single week and just in general I appreciate everyone who takes the 35 to 50 minutes of their day to listen to my podcast and I would like to think that you guys take something from it or just feel like you relate in some way because that's really what I'm here for is to make sure that people feel heard and people feel seen about the emotions that they have whether they're good or bad um all right I will see you guys next Tuesday bye oh shit wait oh my god wait I forgot to say I had this literally written in my notes Follow Brain Food Podcast. It's Brain Food Podcast underscore on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, follow the Instagram to answer any questions that I put up or just follow it to see any updates about the podcast. And I will see you next week. Bye.